I have this memory and I'm going to change have to had. Uh, it, it wasn't modified, but clarified. That's a better way to put it. But I had this memory. I was at a Marriott hotel. The year was 2003. And I was in Maui. I rolled out of my cot. I remember pulling the blankets back. I'm standing up now just wearing boxer briefs and an oversized sports camp t-shirt. It's about 6.15 in the morning. My father fast asleep, but my mom, I mean, the earliest of early birds. 5 a.m., that's routine. And also when you factor in the fact that Hawaii, uh, three hours behind what we're normally doing. So for her, the eternal clock, I mean, 5 a.m., that's 8 a.m. I wouldn't be surprised if she was up at 4. But I'm up 6.15. And I can see she's outside in the patio. There was a glass screen door sliding. The curtains, though, still in front of it. Just a slight breeze really moving them. I yawn. I, I would hope I brushed my teeth. And I went outside to the patio. I remember pulling back the glass screen door just a little bit more. I slip in. And my mom's sitting there in the corner. She's in this chair. There's a very small coffee table to her right. Uh, her feet up on the balcony. I, oh, I feel like, I feel like she was wearing some sort of shawl. And I feel like she was wearing a sweatshirt, but it didn't have a hood. It was a hoodless sweatshirt. She was reading a book, her hair up in a bun. Her glasses laid southward bound on her nose, really sagging. And that wouldn't be that big of an issue. If we were in San Diego, it's a dry heat, but we were in Maui. Summertime, humidity. And when things get humid, I mean, the pores, they open up. And when the pores open up, sweat a little more prominent. And in this case, sweat, not really a bodily fluid, more of a lubricant. I'm looking at those glasses, uh, hanging a little too southbound on the bridge of my mom's nose, waiting, just waiting for them to actually slip off, hit the concrete. Look, I don't know glasses. I don't have them, but that sounds like $150 down the drain. It was suspenseful for a few seconds. I look past it because in her left hand, a book, this was pre-Kindle. Middle finger, the spine, index and ring finger, the back, a thumb and pinky up front, extending, maximizing surface area. Her right hand, breaking off bits of what all of you would probably say is burnt toast. My mom and I were going to say perfectly toasted bread. I thought it was Milton's. She clarified Ezekiel. She'd break off a bit and then bring it towards the thigh area, dipping into a tub. Because in between her thighs rested one pint of cottage cheese. The bread goes in, scooping a lot out and into the mouth. Poetry in motion. This is the memory that I had. I called my mom. I wanted to clarify a few details. And she very kindly, and I think very well put, um, to say she shattered the memory? No, defunct it. Uh, in using just logic. She said something along the lines of, John, why would I eat cottage cheese when I could have pineapple or fresh fruit? And that's fair. I see that. That makes sense. Uh, but then she added, and I think this is the statement, why would I leave the hotel, go out and buy cottage cheese, come back to the hotel and eat the cottage cheese when the breakfast downstairs is all-inclusive? When I hear that, I'm pretty sure I may have fabricated that memory, but I know my mom's eaten cottage cheese before. Everyone, 
the original plan for this episode, I was basically just going to belittle cottage cheese for five to six minutes. It seems, it's just, I, I don't look at cottage cheese as very polarizing. So I, I think universally, we just kind of look at cottage cheese and we register that's cottage cheese and that's all we think about it. Right. And saying, you know, I'm going to belittle it. It's an easy subject to belittle. That sounds bad, but the way I'm, it's just, kind of, it's a funny thing. It's cottage cheese. You buy it in a pint and then, yeah, I think you just leave it in your fridge. You actually forget about it. I don't think anyone actually eats cottage cheese anymore. And, and, I, and I took that statement. I went to Twitter. I went on the podcast Twitter account and I said, no one eats cottage cheese anymore. And I'd like to know why. The point of it, you know, kind of a teaser trailer, a bit of an appetizer taking the edge off for the episode. And so I tweeted that, turned off the phone, I logged out of the account, and I didn't check it till the next day. But you should know, on the podcast Twitter account, I have 34 followers, three of which are real people. The other 31, it's the account that has 100,000 followers because they follow 150,000 people. So it's not an actual follower. I wasn't expecting any engagement. I logged into the account today and I saw that I had seven notifications. That's a lot for my personal account. I had seven notifications. I was thinking maybe because I tweet out the podcast episodes every day, maybe someone liked it and retweeted it. That'd be great. That wasn't the case. Every single one of the notifications directly related to my tweet about cottage cheese. It was a very interesting thread. First tweet. Incorrect. It's a good snack when eaten with olive oil and black pepper straight from the tub. When I read it the first time, it sounded kind of condescending, but now that I've looked at it a few times, I actually appreciate it. I hit it with a favorite, along with four other people. I reply, I back that energy, dot, 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 may have to try it myself, exclamation point. No favorite, but a reply. Same person. And if you want some kick and crunch, try putting wasabi peas in too. So now he's showing off, and I chose not to even answer him. It's not two hours later, a new person jumps in with a completely different take. They say, and I quote, It looks like albino diarrhea. Everyone, I know I don't have that large of a sample size. I'm aware of that. But cottage cheese, you know, maybe a little more polarizing than I thought. If you're wondering, did anyone reply to that last tweet? No one did. Uh, no engagement whatsoever. And I don't know if that person should be surprised. Because what he's saying, when you actually think about it, I, I see where he's coming from. He didn't have to go there. I'm not glad he did. But in a way... Uh, I mean, everyone, look, here's my thing. I definitely am not going to have cottage cheese ever. But I feel like I need to buy cottage cheese. I feel like I have to have cottage cheese in my fridge at all times, even if it's well past the expiration date. In fact, if cottage cheese is going to be in my fridge, it has to be well past the expiration date. But not forgotten. Neglected. That's how it's put. That right there. That's the cottage cheese narrative.